Okay, so it is Sunday. It is the day of the Temple Burn, which means that Burning Man will be officially over. And I have been out here 13 days now, I think. Um, yeah, it's been an absolutely insane experience. And I wanted to take a little video to memorialize my first burn and also talk a little bit about what it's like for my friends who might be asking or for people that I send this video to who were not asking. So um, here I am on the playa um, after so much has already been cleared away. It's eerily empty already, people are headed out. Welcome to D-Next, the innovation podcast. And I'm your host, Paul Coides. On this episode, we speak to Crimson Rose, co-founder of what may be the most interesting, provocative, and socially relevant happening on the planet today, Burning Man. Okay, Crimson, thank you so much for joining us for this series. As you know, I've had the, I really have had the good fortune to interview some seminal people in our recent modern history who've created things like Woodstock and Global Citizen and Greenpeace and, you know, people from the technology sector and the founders of Apple and all the amazing sort of uh, new technologies. And I think this one is going to be my favorite. So I'm really happy that you're joining us. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, Burning Man, you know, it, it's become a become a powerful mythology unto itself, I think, uh, uh, over these years. I, I want to ask you, how, how has it changed since the beginning? When you look at Burning Man today, how has it, has it evolved since it started? Well, a culture really cannot grow unless it evolves. I, I think that's why we have been successful. So change has not only happened with the size of the community. In 1991, which was my first year, we had 250 people. And this last year in 2022, we had over 75,000 people or the 10 principles. But I, I think it's the maturing of our organization. I believe that we needed to experiment in the community to understand what was needed and what was not needed for us to survive. And without knowing it, I think we were attempting to ask, how do you create community? Uh, in April of 2018, we lost our beloved founder, our original founder, Larry Harvey. We, we still feel his loss, but because he is the reason why we are still together, why Burning Man and Black Rock City continue. He gave us the gift to help change the world. And we truly are transformed from spectator to participant. And we are given permission to become active contributors to our own creative process. You know, it, it's really strange the, the statement to be given permission. And I have to tell people, give yourself permission, give yourself credit that you are responsible for your choices, your own evolution, your own explanation of the art. Your interpretation is more important than and more valuable than how anyone else would define it. 
because it is about your perspective, your engagement. And I always love to quote Larry because he was a wonderful person, was a great sense of humor. And he was, he again, he is the reason why we're all here. And he says, all real communities grow out of a shared confrontation with survival. Com communities are not produced by sentiment or mere goodwill. They grow out of shared struggle. Our situation in the desert is an incubator for community. Do you think this, because uh, that's an interesting idea, and uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on the, the power of intention at the beginning of this thing. Because you talked about Larry and the gift, and how how important do you think that that original intention was uh, to sustaining the viability and the growth that you're seeing? Oh, well, our, our city, Black Rock City, I believe is about doing, it's about action. You know, a place for people to participate. And whether that is creating artwork, mutated vehicles, theme camps, costumes, interactivity, but more than all of that, it is about creating community, a place where people can come together and feel like they are part of something, that each person is responsible for making Black Rock City happen. As organizers, we create the framework, let's say a blank canvas, and Black Rock City has the power to evoke passion and desire, it inspires vitality and curiosity, and drawn to the desert, we were not trying to create a movement or change culture or to even create a business. It was about changing the rules of the status quo through community, participation, and interactivity. And as each participant returns year after year, they bring their energy, their childlike enthusiasm to Black Rock City, which adds to the whole effervescence of our culture. This is the context for creativity that blurs the distinction between an audience and an art form, between participation and spectating. We, we don't book acts or provide entertainment. There's no main stage. There's no velvet ropes, no barricade that separate you from truly participating in Black Rock City. So what happens at Burning Man is up to you as a citizen of Black Rock City and your intention of what you bring to it, because we value who you are, not what you have. And when people are given the opportunity, participants are turned contributors to the character of a community. They become the fabric of what is possible. So it obviously means a lot to pe to people. You talked about 70, 75,000 people this year, which is really, really amazing. Yes. What in your mind, you know, what does this say about us as a society or even a humanity? You, know, you talked about this idea of community and creativity and I guess no barriers within that, you know, within that structure. But tell me what, what you think it means. Oh, well, you know, years ago, I believed that we were 
really going on our own instincts. And how do you go to the desert? How do you, how do you build a city? You know, and, and essentially, uh, you know, our city is very essential, has essential infrastructure and community services, you know, city planning, emergency services, Department of Public Works, sanitary infrastructure, just to keep it functioning. But our city is built by participants who live and work and play here uh, by doers. I believe that we are a duocracy, as we have said. And we do not refer to people that come to Burning Man as attendees. They are participants, active versus passive. But I think it's a deeper question is how do you keep a culture alive when Black Rock City happens for only one week a year? I mean, it's always been about temporality. In the beginning, we never thought that anything was supposed to last beyond the one week in the desert. But we have found that participants have felt possessed of a dire desire to savor and make their year-round world feel more like Black Rock City. They would come to the event and they would go home and they would feel like, I have to do something. Well, that's where the regional network uh, came into play. And it really is about having a year-round embodiment of Burning Man experience, supporting it as a global cultural movement in cities around the world. And as of August in 2022, the regional network is comprised of over 250 volunteer regional contacts in 115 regions across 36 US states and 32 countries helping facilitate communications among local burners. That's, that's, that's something we had not expected. And that's what comes out of our, what we call the burners. When somebody wants to go back to their full-time life, what do they do with their life? And in 2004, Larry Harvey wrote the 10 principles as guidelines for the newly formed regional network. And they were crafted not as a dictate of how people should be and act, but as a reflection of the community's ethos and culture as it had organically developed since the event's inception. And those 10 principles are radical inclusion, gifting, decommodification, radical self-reliance, radical self-expression, my favorite, communal effort, civic responsibility, leaving no trace, participate, immediacy. And of course, because Larry was a great jokester, he created an 11th one, which is called the radical self-infundment. So if you're not having fun, what are you doing? Do you, I mean, that? do you think that these are things that are maybe missing out of people's lives? Like what drives this relationship? And it is a relationship, I'm, I'm assuming, between the burners and everyone else. What do you think drives that? Like, is there, are those things missing, those 10 principles, do you think, for most people? I think it's about, about missing something in life. I mean, Again, the 10 principles were written because it was a reflection of what was happening. And 
you know, many people coming to the event, sometimes they're seeking something, sometimes they're not. But I think, I think the other aspect is that I believe people want to feel like they belong to something and to be active participants in a world within their own world, within their own community, within their, their town, within the United States, within the world. And I, I, I think that's incredibly important. And sometimes, you know, these, these are guidelines, you know, more than anything else. And, and some of the regionals have actually made up their own as well. And that's totally fine. You know, I was reading a little bit about what you were, um, your thoughts on the uh, fire rituals and the, the ceremony. And you gave this really great example about the magnifying glass and harnessing the power of the sun. And, and you know, that's, to me, one of the things I love about the idea of Burning Man, that uh, there's something in my mind very ancient about it, but at the same time, it feels like it's very much about the future and something very progressive. Uh, I mean, first of all, is that accurate? And then two, are we, are you tapping into something very primal about who we are? Oh, I think so. I mean, ritual is as ancient as humanity itself. And I believe that our spiritual needs desired ceremony. I think it was a subconscious dream was driving us of ceremonies long ago. I mean, Black Rock City happens on a dry lake bed, which is ripe with so many years of evolution. And even though we may not have even been consciously aware of what we were doing when we designated the first sacred space or even being drawn to Black Rock City, or lit the first ceremony of fire. But we just, I think we just acted on it. It became second nature to us. And each year at Burning Man, my week starts with my own personal ritual dedicated to the man and utilizing a magnifying glass and focusing the sun ray. And I extract heat from the sun to light a fire in El Diablo, a special cauldron located in center camp. And sometimes it's been easy and sometimes it's been raining and sometimes the fire doesn't, I don't do it right. But when it does happen, this fire will burn all week long. As long as we continue to stoke it, disturb it and keep it alive so that it can be consumed for Saturday night and for the man. So with Saturday night's festivities, when we release the man, our rituals have really become second nature to us. Like something is guiding us internally that's very ancient. And the procession of the ceremonial flame starts when I transfer that fire that's been burning all week long and into the Lumen Ferris, which is a giant lantern. And that same fire is carried in a procession by the lamplighters and the luminous to the safety perimeter known as the Great Circle surrounds the man. And as this processional circumnavigate the great circle, the flame will be accepted by each fire group of the fire conclave that are standing by. This is like the largest convergence of fire performers in one place at one time. And they create this protective circle of fire as they dance in honor of the man. So I feel like, you know, the man who, if, 
who people have not seen the figure. He's sort of a skeleton kind of figure. He stands in the center of the city and he stands there and he becomes the witness. And again, he becomes the vortex and he pulls in all the energy from the weak, the laughter and the tears and the angst and the ego. And like a phoenix, he burns up all of that to be free to let go. And the circle of fire energy will radiate out from the man as he's released in pyrotechnic delight. And the immolation of the man marks, for me, the ending of the old year and a beginning of a new year. It's my birthday, anniversary, New Year's. It's like it's all rolled into one. We pour our energy into the man and then let go. And this simple act of releasing one's art by fire really reminds us of the immediacy and the fleeting nature of existence. And we release our ownership over the man. Once that fuse goes and we release it so that it can be liberated by the fire and then we give it to the community. Do you think that most people get that by simply by being there and experiencing it? I mean, is there something uh, about the the imagery of what you're doing that communicates that um, that idea? I mean, I guess I guess what I'm thinking is what are people looking for, do you think? I mean, I don't know if you can answer this question, but are they coming to find themselves? Are they coming to find some truth? Are they coming to find some happiness? I mean, over your years of observing this, you know, how would you how would you answer that? Well, it really depends on the person and what they are seeking. They might find what they are searching for, or they might find something else. If you come to Burning Man with a lot of baggage, excess, emotional, spiritual baggage, you either have to burn it up or you'll have to take it back with you. Um, emotional baggage laying around it is really not our responsibility to clean up. <laughs> even though we are one of the largest leave no trace events in the world. You know, years ago, we received a letter and I'm just paraphrasing many, many years ago, the letter starts off, God damn you, Burning Man. I got divorced, quit my job. Thank you. <laughs> I think sometimes you receive exactly what you need. We, now, let me ex go back and just explain. We need to mark the difference between Burning Man and Black Rock City, and because I use those terms back and forth. But Black Rock City is a physical location held on the Black Rock Desert in northern Nevada, where Burning Man spiritually manifested. Even in 2020 and 2021, when there was the pandemic and we had no physical Black Rock City, Burning Man was alive and well throughout the world. So the Black Rock Desert is the largest flat expanse in North America. It's 200 square miles of prehistoric dry lake bed. But I also ask, you know, but why would a place that seems to be barren and desolate hold so much potential? Why, why would anybody go to the middle of nowhere? It's a question to ask. But I have to also quote Annie Braddock because she has this great quote that says, there's a common belief among anthropologists 
that you must immerse yourself in an unfamiliar world in order to truly understand your own. So imagine totally immersing yourself. The environment of the Black Rock Desert can be harsh to us soft humans who have no scales to protect the skin from the sun. We have no lizard eyelids to keep out the dust. Nature is the highest authority in Black Rock Desert. And it either breaks you or you break through the barriers. And frankly, there is no room for one's ego. This environment, what could appear to be a hostile environment, was once an unfamiliar world to many of us, but it has become home. So sometimes it is about the sacrifice. It's letting go of something that you're, that you're not comfortable with. And something, what do you do with those challenges in your life? Can, it can be very scary to imagine something different. But for me to be open and to have courage to understand that I may not have all the answers and frankly, that, you know, that's okay. And I'm actually uh, on a personal note, glad that we're having this conversation because uh, what you're talking about is actually helping me clarify a few things going on in my life right now. So I guess uh, the synchronicity of it all maybe was kind of meant to be if uh if you subscribe to that philosophy which i do um, um i which leads me then to to this you know because i i'm all about learning uh you know I, i've done some work in this area just uh um from a healing perspective but also from an academic perspective and just this idea of learning uh like that life is really a great crucible for that I, you know, which again, you know, uh, uh, there's many ways to kind of unpack that, but I guess I want to ask you, cause you probably have a more unique perspective than most people, uh, just because of this experience that you've been involved with, but what have you learned about yourself or life or the journey from all of this? Well, that, oh yes. And the stories. <laughs> that anything is possible when people are committed to an idea. But I also have to say, it's kind of funny because people will say to me, thank you, you changed my life. And I always have to shake my head and say, no, I, I had nothing to do with it. I have not changed your life. You have changed your own life. So it really is about taking responsibility again for your own evolution. Now, I had a conversation with Larry Harvey in 1990, and and let me explain that that Burning Man was was born on the beach in San Francisco in '86, and 1990 is when they went to the Black Rock Desert. So Larry said they did this thing in the desert, and could he send me some video? And I said okay. So I looked at the video, and it was a lot of fire, and I couldn't figure out what the hell these people were doing. It was kind of making me a little mad and upset. So I called up Larry and I said, snobbishly, I'll admit I was a snob. I said, so do you do, you do this on a solstice or equinox? And he said, no. And I said, oh, I have no time for you. So the next summer in 1991, I had heard of this event that was happening at the docks in San Francisco. And as I approached the activity, I saw this group of people standing in a line holding a rope. The man was on a barge 
remember he's 40 feet high and I it, and it made me really worried and I, I I had no idea what was happening here and I just thought okay I'm gonna stand over here I'm just gonna watch because this is making me really nervous as people started pulling up the rope of the man as he started tilting up until he was erect I sort of gasped and I something in me clicked it was not that Burning Man changed my life but it was the outlet that I never realized would allow me to see things differently I changed my own life by recognizing that I needed to pay attention even if I could not verbalize what I was feeling it it was about going towards the experience the unfamiliar world it is not what happens to us that matters, but our reaction to it. Well, speaking of the unfamiliar world, I mean, do you do you think there's something mystical or magical going on here? Uh, I'm just curious. Of, I mean, do you believe in magic? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, but I think the question to ask is what is flowing through us in Black Rock City? Now, we may never know. We might have a hint. I believe that we are really tapping into something. But, but we are not the only community where tradition and ritual and celebration and fire happens. I, I do think we're tapping into something lingering of ancient celebrations. And dancing with fire has always been a part of my own magic, even before I found Burning Man. So fire really is the very heart and essence of all life because it is more phenomena than substance that is revealed, seen, and touched in ways of ritual and risk. It is that primordial energy of the divine manifesting in manner. We are all part of that primordial ingredients. And fire has a revelation with respect. It's manipulation and not control. It really is about giving thanks to the fire that reaffirmed and strengthened belief in myself. And in turn, fire has transformed me as a vehicle to transmute energy, provoking me to literally touch the flame. I believe that fire burns in each and every one of us, and we are all united by fire in our spirit, in our blood, in our hearts. Fire is what gives me life, but it's up to me what I do with that fire, the intention. Now, if I repeat something long enough, it becomes second nature to me, a tradition, ceremony, ritual, even magic. So from a spiritual perspective, fire represents my passion and compulsions and zeal and creativity and motivation and has a great power of forging will and determination. I am always drawn to fire, to stand as close as humanly possible to the heat, to the danger. And I have found that fire will beckon to be released. Fire yearns to come alive. Fire ritual is not new to those that are drawn to the flame. And, and how 
Would I have known that the hidden fire of my own spiritual self was waiting for me in the Black Rock Desert? But fire must be respected because fire can either bite you, soothe you, or take you on a spiritual place. Now, one of the first things, speaking of the 10 principles that I did when I came to Black Rock City, and it has to do with radical self-expression, I put on my 16-foot silk serpentine wings and I started climbing the man. Now understand, he is 40 feet high. So I would climb it on the rungs and I would hang on to the man and the silk would billow. And I have to tell you, as I was climbing up the man, it was a very erotic experience. And when I got all the way up to his shoulders, I felt as if I was the protectress of the man. So to ignite the man, if we were going to release the man by fire, then we needed, we needed to do it correctly with intention. Now, once you light the fuse, it's out of your control. It's out of your ego and you must let go. So when setting one's artwork on fire, I always call it a release. And of course, I always go back to the fire and as it dies down and you see the ashes, I think that those ashes are the ruins and it's just the starting point. And with those embers, we can construct new ideas and symbols of a new beginning, like a phoenix rising out of the ashes. The desire to burn the old, make way for the new, the cycle of death and rebirth, and the opportunity to reinvent oneself anew each year. There, there's definitely a lot of uh, truly profound wisdom and knowledge in what you just said, uh, which I imagine was something also cultivated over the years of experience and reflection and really just these, this, this opportunity that you've had to, to sort of be a part of this, which I think we can all learn a lot from. Does all of that make you a relatively hopeful person? I mean, do you see the world in a bit of a, a different way, you think? Well, I think of myself as an optimistic pessimist. And, and there are so many challenges in the world right now in humanity itself. And, you know, with global warming and I, I do not want to lose hope. I want to have hope because that's the only way if you don't, you sink down into a mire. And I would like to think that what was started in Black Rock City has had an impact, has it had an impact on everyone's life that was there, that they're going back out into the world and wanting to change their reality, change the reality of their city, of the country. And I believe that we all are manifesting Larry's dream of really making the world a better place. Okay, and I, this is our last question and I, I wanna bring it back uh, to sort of the big idea zone, although most of these answers have been in the area of big ideas, so thank you. But I'm, if, if there was one thing or one, one thought, one 
you know, wisdom, what emotion that maybe we haven't touched upon yet, or what do you think the world really needs to know about Burning Man? I believe that every person has the potential within themselves to create and manifest their dreams within themselves, their community, their world. And all they have to do is believe and to keep asking questions. How can I make a difference? How can I do anything in life differently? And I think the one word that comes to mind is courage. Courage to imagine something different in one's everyday life. We cannot fear to be courageous, to take that step forward for what is true for you and your community. We cannot allow fear to overtake us because we fear failure. Failure is in the not doing, not taking the steps in changing and evolving. And if we had stopped because we were afraid of going Black Rock City and creating a city, we'd never be where we are right now. So it is about having courage. Okay, uh, uh, Crimson, uh, I I can't thank you enough. Really, this has been uh, awesome. something that people are going to listen to and reflect upon. And, and uh, you know, again, I will do the, the same. And hopefully, uh, actually, I'm going to set the intention right now. I will see you hopefully at the next Burning Man. I'm going to make the trek. I'll start to plan now. But I really yeah. want to thank you for your time. And just your words have been really quite helpful and healing and, and inspiring. So thank you so much. Oh, Paul, thank you so much for the opportunity. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin.